Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Okay. Anyway. Okay, I'm ready when you are. Shall we begin? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we are a long distance. Interracial. M- multicultural. Couple of introverts from different planets. And this is On Your Planet. Hello, hello. <laughs> Second episode. Yes. And you are on your planet of the United yes. States of America, Los Angeles, California. It's true. It's true. And you are on your planet in London, UK. And so we are now in our normal existence. Mm. We just finished uh, probably what our. 500th uh, conversation about <laughs> what our next steps are in terms of um, closing the gap and what our action um, plan is. And it's all, you know, at first I think it was all very complicated and daunting to us, but then we like kind of dived in and started reading a lot and getting ourselves really informed. And now we just, um, there's so many different options and variables that we have to consider. And that is closing the gap as in terms of the long distance nature of this relationship. Yes. Yes. Oh. Thank oh. you. Mm-hmm. Not as in drawing the curtains because they're open a bit. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I feel like we wouldn't need 500 conversations to figure that no. one out. Well, you don't know, curtains can be complicated things. Maybe, maybe on your planet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I know other um, long-distance couples can relate to this, especially ones who are um, on different planets in different countries and have to go through very lengthy processes, processes, mm-hmm. either to to celebrate their love. But that's just you know that's just what it is. So. Mm-hmm. At least we speak the same language well, kind of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's true. We we have had to ask for clarification many a times <laughs> mm-hmm. between the two of us. This may um, well become evidence throughout this podcasting adventure. Well, honey, should we start with uh, the news of the day? News of the day. Ladies first. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, okay, so over here on my planet, um, one of the top news stories was about Joe Biden. Do you remember him? Do they call him? Is he? He was Obama's second, yeah. vice, second in command, vice president. That's right. Yes, you're right about that. Yeah. And do they call uh, him sleep, Sleepy Joe or something like that? Uh, I don't know. I don't think Sleepy Joe, but like he was kind of oh. everyone's Uncle Joe, like a little creepy, okay. a little, yeah, <laughs> but, but like the in a playful or playful sort of way. The kind of uncle, like if you went to a family barbecue, it'd be like, uh oh, Joe's here. Watch out for Joe. He's gonna have a, <laughs> he might have a couple of beers, and you know what happens with Joe? Well, kind of. Joe. It's like, yeah, Uncle Joe might have a couple of beers and then try to massage. 
your girlfriend's shoulders, but in like uh-huh. a lighthearted way, uh-huh. but in a way that might make your new girlfriend feel a little bit uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Time, time, time for you to go home, Uncle Joe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> or we're going to step out now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, Uncle Joe is um, running for president 2020. And he changed his mind about an issue um, within the matter of a day. Um, So he had a a position about the Hyde Amendment. It's um, a 40-year-old federal um, law uh, law that stops federal money from being used for most abortions. So that's basically saying if a woman goes in for an abortion under these... Um, guidelines, then she would have to pay out of her own money. Okay. So on Wednesday, he said he still supported the Hyde Amendment, and mm-hmm. that put him to be a little bit more conservative than the other Democratic nominees. Yeah. Um, but on Thursday, he changed his mind. Some people would call that flip flopping. Um, yeah. yeah. And so I've he said he did. Go ahead. I've worn flip flops before. I know what it's like. <laughs> you got to flip and then you got to flop. You know exactly. what I mean? And then you do it again. Flip and then flop. Back, back to dodgy Uncle Joe. Okay. Um, yeah, so Joe. Um, but he said that he changed his mind because recently, like within the past month, um, Republicans have uh, tried to make extreme laws which have really made um, access to abortions very difficult um, to women who can't afford uh, abortions under certain circumstances or can't travel to centers where abortions um, are performed. Mm -hmm. So a little bit more about that. Uh, These anti-abortion activists have tried to pass bills restricting abortions around the country. And in one of those areas that has succeeded is Alabama. You've probably heard about this or heard me mention it before. I've heard of Alabama. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, so in Alabama, lawmakers passed a bill banning abortions um, with very, very few exceptions. Um, the only exceptions are if there are health risks to the mother. And that's it. So it doesn't account for... Um, pregnancies that are created out of rape or out of incest. Um, and so a lot of people are up in arms about that. And then there are there's also the heartbeat bill, and that bans abortions once a heartbeat is detected. And that can be as early as six weeks. And oh. to and I don't know if you know this, but a lot of times women might not even know that they are pregnant by the six week mark. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so mm. that is what's so, going on. Mm-hmm. So what's Joe's position now then? Um, where's so his flip and his flop? Where's his flip and his flop? So his position now is that he believes that federal dollars should be used for abortions. Okay. Yeah. Mm. And do uh, yeah. And that's the general democratic view. Uh, I guess generally I would say yes. 
I think the majority of the candidates believe are, are believe that share that same sentiment. Mm-hmm. So it really made him stick out like a sore thumb that he did it. And a lot of women rights groups, you know, would talk to him and like, you know, were advocating and like really trying to make it clear to him that he needs to change his position. And finally he did. When these women's rights groups um, uh, challenged him on it, did he massage any of their shoulders? <laughs> um, I don't know. You know, whatever. I don't know what happens behind closed doors, but I'm yeah. pretty sure that would not happen. <laughs> did they invite? Did they invite him over for a barbecue? And he changed his mind after, after a couple of beers and a massage. Oh gosh, I'm not sure what happened, honey. But these are all interesting. <laughs> philosophies. I'm pretty sure that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> what are your thoughts about all of that? Anything stick out to you? Well, over here on my planet, um, the abortion is allowed and it's a, it's a thing and it's not a, it's not kind of a, um, it's not a big deal for a woman to get in the, but well, I, I say it's not a big deal for a woman to get an abortion. Of course, it's a big deal. But it's not a big, a bigger issue or difficulty for a woman to get an abortion because it's a legal thing, and um, yeah, it's allowed. It's not mm. no illegality. There's always been big debate in Ireland, and I'm, I'm not even sure what the law is there now in Ireland um, because that abortion was banned for a long time, um, mm. and so women just used to come over to the UK and get an abortion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, it's uh, it's definitely something that is um, not in the news that often because yeah, women can get abortions. Yeah, well, even with that, with when women had to travel to get an abortion, yeah. you know, what if it was like um, a teenager and she was you know too afraid to tell a trusted adult or her parents. Mm-hmm. Um, that might have really hindered her from being able to get the abortion. Yeah. So. Yeah. Or, or that might have hindered her from getting an abortion in a safe and sanitary way. Exactly. And that's the whole point. People will continue to get abortions no matter what the laws are. But if mm. abortions are legal and accessible, then abortions will be able to be carried out in um, the safest way possible to, to the mom. Um, yeah, yeah, and and the least traumatic way too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Oof! Well, All right, you got deep. This got heavy. <laughs> shall I, yeah. Shall I share with you my story, my my news story from this week in the UK that's um, taken my attention? Yes, please. Um, it's a bit more lighthearted because you know how the. Um, the government here are looking for a new uh, prime minister since Theresa May has uh, stepped down. So the Conservative Party, who are the party in power, are looking for a replacement. And there's a number of people who have put their names forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of those people is Michael Gove, who I think is currently the environmental secretary, but he's in the cabinet in the government. Um but it's come out this week, he admitted 
that uh, about 20 years ago, he was working as a journalist, that he took cocaine um, a couple of times when he was a journalist like 20 years ago. Um, and so now there's a big furore about is he fit to be in office because they're accusing him of hypocrisy because he he's you know he's a politician and can he lead the country if he's done that in the past and all this um and it's just interesting how even the the media are reporting on this and i bet probably a high percentage of these journalists who are reporting on it have taken cocaine themselves um (laughs) and uh, or are currently taking cocaine um (laughs) and um Jeremy Corbyn, who's the leader of the Labour Party, has come out and said he's never taken drugs. Um, yeah. Which, to me, just means, well, maybe he's less fit to run a party or a government because he's, uh, he's, he hasn't tried stuff and he's out of touch with the people. Um, yeah. Because a lot of people have taken drugs in this country, unfortunately, um, for recre- recreational things, even though it's against the law. So, you know, is he in touch with the people who so he claims to be as Michael Gove better because he has taken cocaine in his past and he says he regrets it? Um, so, yeah. I wondered what in America might happen if a politician said such a thing. Well, it's funny you say that because um, I was watching an interview with Kamala, who is also one of the candidates running um, for t- in 2020, um, and the interviewer asks straight up, "Have you smoked weed, or did you, have you smoked weed in the past?" And she said, "Yeah." And, and I, that is something that I think would not have been asked outright, and certainly not have ans- been answered outright mm. and honestly before Obama, I would say, yeah. <laughs> um, because America really has this perception of our public figures being saints and Mm. um you know there's just like this moral compass that they have to have abided by the one exception of course is the man who's in office now Mm. um whose name i don't want to say but Mm. um you know because he's had like three wives and so on and so forth blah 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 blah. um does it yeah does his name rhyme with dump? Yes, that's the one. Yeah. <laughs> that's the one. Yeah. Um, oh. So I I can understand how this blew up in this way, how the story blew up, but uh, I don't think someone admitting that they tried drugs a long time ago has anything to do with how well they can run a country today. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a it's kind of a, a similar situation then in terms of politicians will now admit it um, and won't try to hide it, uh, and they won't they they will be not vilified though, but they will be criticised for it, but it might not harm their chances overall. I wonder if other other folks will come out and admit their blemishes yeah. before well, the media comes out. Bill Bill Clinton tried to hide it, didn't he? 
Mm-hmm. He ne- apparently he never had sexual relations with that woman. Mm-hmm. That woman. Mm-hmm. That woman. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yes. Wow. Yes. Mm-hmm. Keep us updated on that. And Teresa's last day was, I think, yesterday, right? Yeah, or a couple of days ago. Yesterday, maybe. A couple of days. I don't know. Yeah. In the last Teresa. few days. Yeah. Well, Teresa, we hope you're getting a nap right now. You yeah. need it. Like, yeah. you need it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the next segment of our podcast is a difference between our two planets. And um, I actually have an observation. Mm-hmm. The observation is it seems that you Brits have trouble excusing yourself from conversations um yes i i have first-hand experience of this (laughs) and the reason i bring this up is um because uh we went to that party the last time i was there and um there were a couple of people that i didn't want to have a long-term conversations with (laughs) just because i felt like we had we had reached the pinnacle of our conversation and it was time to move on. Um, especially when it was time to actually leave the party. Mm. And, uh, and so I excused you and I from, from the conversation and we got our coats and we left and it was time to move on to the next adventure. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you commented on how, I guess, efficient I was in that. Yeah. Yeah, I I think the British should just over polite, and I I'd, I'd probably still be there talking to people I didn't want to talk to <laughs> because we're just like oh yeah yes 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 of course of course yes yes anyway I I really must I I really must go um, but we we do it after a good two hours after we didn't we wanted to go. Oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm trying. I I think. Yeah, I mean, you guys are more polite than we are. Um, I'm trying. I was trying to see if that was just like a my personality trait, or if that's just a part of me being American. Um, but I do think there's a nice way to say, "All right, well, thanks so much for the conversation, and mm. it was nice meeting you." And that's yeah, that the cue. <laughs> it's nice. Yeah, nice meeting you. Thanks for the conversation. I hope I never see you again. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> enjoy your life goodbye (laughs) remember we were talking to that one uh young man (laughs) the german man yes and i said that i was like okay well it was nice meeting you and i thought he was going to take that and and go off and Mm -hmm. mingle with some other people but he just continued sticking with us and talking Uh, that that was the italian person oh yes yes the italian man the shorter yeah. guy, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. The Mediterranean people like to talk. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But at that point, That's he was a... just talking with himself. We weren't even really contributing yeah. to the conversation. Well, right? he, was that, he was that short. I couldn't really hear him anyway. It was the, the, <laughs> the levels. It was, too, it was too far down for me to hear. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you meant the levels, like the volume of music. You mean your height difference. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my. 
but yes the oh. thing the thing i mean you say that um the british are polite one thing actually there's a difference where i know it's it's due to the law in america the law differences but you could consider that the americans being polite is that you're not allowed to drink in the street in america right in the majority of states that yeah. is correct that is correct yeah um, you're like yeah that's strange it is weird in britain like you can just walk down the road with a bottle of beer in your hand um <laughs> on a nice sunny day having a swig of your beer in broad daylight uncovered walk past the policeman say cheers and you're fine and dandy whereas in america this is not the case can we do that the next time that i'm there <laughs> yes. it is such a cool feeling for me to walk down the street with a drink in my hand like when i went to new orleans with a couple of my girlfriends years ago and, and we were that's one city where you're allowed to drink in public um mm. i just felt so cool i had like one of those long tall glasses and you know we we just were sipping and walking and chatting and enjoying the sunlight and having a good time it feel when i can do that it feels like i'm on vacation <laughs> why is this law in place in most states this is what i want oh, to know i don't know i would have to look that up i don't know why it's just our, it's our normal yeah well i think i think it's you you have the fun police ruining all the fun for everybody <laughs> yeah and you guys can drink on the tube is that no right? no 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 that it's banned on the tube and recently an MP actually got into trouble for spotted drinking a, a mixed can of gin and tonic or something like that on the well she was on the train the, which is um and it was banned on the uh a London train on London transport you were not allowed to drink actually I don't know about the bus definitely the tube and the overground okay but but not like um the uh the express like the Heathrow Express, so you can drink on there, right? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, because I remember, I'm like, I'm asking the question, but I know the answer. <laughs> the answer is yes, because I remember uh, on one of our trips from Heathrow to London, seeing a group of guys drinking beer. Yeah. And I asked you about that, and you said it was legal. Yeah, I think it's fine on there, but yeah. I mean, you're not supposed to on the underground. People do, and you see people doing it. But um, yeah, it's it's a it, you you can get fined for it. But the street, no problem. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, you guys just like to drink more than us, generally speaking. So yeah. Well, we're known as well in Europe for being drinkers amongst other European nations. English are known as big drinkers. More than the Spaniards? More than the Spaniards. Mm. On a similar, uh, well, yeah, more than any, well, apart from the Irish, more than any other nation. Mm. Italians can drink, can drink me under the table. Well, so, yeah. <laughs> yes, but the English can beat the Italians. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> it's a competition. Okay. I see it is. I see it is. <laughs> okay, well, I think at this point, 
we can move on to our final segment. Mm-hmm. And that is what are you loving or what are you learning right now? What do you want to uh, spread your joy and knowledge uh, about? Well, one thing I saw today is kind of a new new segment. It's kind of news, but it's something that was super exciting. I saw that NASA on your planet um, are going to start allowing space tourists onto the International Space Station. Yes, I heard about this. Yeah, and that would be how cool would it be to be up there and be in space on a space station? The only drawback I noticed is it costs thirty-five thousand dollars a night. <laughs> yeah, and I think that doesn't include the transportation to and from. What the Uber? <laughs> <laughs> they don't. They don't include your Uber. What? what what, you mean it doesn't include the rocket correct what yeah how are you supposed to get there i don't know i mean you just pay you just pay more you open your your purse take out your second credit card (laughs) for thirty-five thousand dollars a night and they don't even they you know they don't even call a cab for you to get there <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's well, that the next exciting. Pardon? That is exciting. That means maybe we can uh, visit in the yeah. near future, in the, well, the immediate need future. And they'd save some pennies <laughs> or some do- some cents. Mm-hmm. Mm. Some pence? Yes. <laughs> or more pennies. Um, <laughs> because. Um, like it's probably a good um, opportunity for Uber. They could open up Uber Pool to go to space. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think they have to talk to NASA about that. And Uber branded rocket that would get them a lot of PR. <laughs> that would be cool. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they've thought about that. That'd be kind of awesome. Mm. But I think learning about space and all the things about space and being able to go up there and leave the Earth for a time is an amazing concept. Yeah. Look down down upon the planet. Wow. And all the Uh, 7 billion people on it. I saw a um, fast-forwarded clip of a pilot... Uh, a pilot's view as he was flying above the clouds, through the clouds, and then under the clouds, and then landing into LAX. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was really cool. I'll send you the clip. Yes, please. Yeah, so, so I know it's not, you know, mm. at space in terms of like as, as close to moon, but it's it was pretty awesome to see. You could probably also share it in the notes of this podcast if anybody perchance is listening. <laughs> yes, that'd be good. <laughs> good point. Anyway, what are you, what are you uh, loving at the moment? <laughs> One moment. It's, it's funny. I can tell you listen to a lot of podcasts because you're referencing the show notes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm a professional. 
You are. You are. Um, oh my gosh, I did not prepare an answer for that this week. But um, I will say, generally speaking, Me. it's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're cracking yourself up. You're cracking yourself up. What what? <laughs> um but okay, so right now it's summertime and I live in Los Angeles where the weather is pretty nice all year round but in the summertime the city really comes alive with events and attractions and, and a lot of fun things to do especially community oriented things not to um not to mention that this is also pride month so um you know there's always a lot of fun going on with pride mm-hmm. um and last night i went to a an outdoor movie viewing Mm-hmm. Um, where we watched the Birdcage. Um, it's like a classic gay I film. Know. I don't know that film. With Robin Williams, it's so good. Um, and like I've seen that movie before, but watching it with, uh, yeah, as one of like, I don't know. There was at least four, three, three to four hundred people there. Um, it was just really cool to like laugh together and giggle mm-hmm. together and. You know, hear people's comments throughout the movie, um, and it's just fun to be around uh, your community members. So, yeah, uh-huh. I think for me, I've lived in LA so long, I feel like I've kn- I know every. Th- <laughs> I feel like I've done just about all the cool things, but it's always a uh-huh. nice reminder to just go out and try something new and uh, uh-huh. see some new faces. Very nice. Yeah. I'm glad you had fun. And this particular uh, event was held at the Hollywood Cemetery, Hollywood Forever Cemetery. Oh, so, a little spooky, but, mm-hmm. but you know, it's it's good that the dead people got to watch the film as well. <laughs> why should why should the living have all the fun? Right. <laughs> it was there was a point where we had to walk through the graves, and it was dark and. I was like, oh my gosh, anything could happen. Anything could happen. But we were okay. We're fine. We didn't see any paranormal activity. Okay, that's good. Although, that's slightly disappointing, but good. (laughs) (laughs) Says the person who wasn't there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was in space. (laughs) Spaced out, maybe. Yeah. That's more like it. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. For another episode, our second episode successfully recorded. (laughs) Um, And I can't wait to do this again next week. Indeed. Until then, well, I'll speak to you before then, but to everybody else (laughs) who may listen, until then. Until then, bye, honey. How are you? I thought you were going to try an English accent then. But, um, oh, I'm fine. <laughs> you're you're right. <laughs> yeah, is that, hi, is that the hi, queen? Yeah, you're right. Is that the queen on the line? <laughs> oh, do I sound like her? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. Oh man. How would she say? <laughs> uh, I doubt she says this, but how would she say, "Are you all right?" Um. How would you, uh, she would probably say, "How do you do?" Really? Yeah. How do you do? How do you do? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! 
Mm-hmm. Okay, now I want to watch an interview with her, an informal interview, and see if she, I can catch her in the act. There's no such thing as an informal interview with the Queen. The Queen is always on point. Uh, I don't know. I think she's loosened up in these past couple of years. She's always working. She mm-hmm. she hasn't got time for no informal interviews. Hi, oh, yeah, you're all right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Okay. anyway. Okay, I'm ready when you are. Shall we begin? Mm-hmm. <laughs>